Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story Cult Season 7. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Does it feel good to be back? Um, you haven't really been away. You got you, you young poked it. <laughs> Does it feel good to be back with American Horror Story? Yeah. Uh, mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. I did not know what. Because I've, you know, as I'm wont to do, I didn't, I didn't do much beyond watch all the trailers the night that the show premiered. Right. Um, and I heard that it was like, you know, subtitled cult. And I was super excited because, you know, as people may or may not know, uh, I grew up in a religious cult. <laughs> yes. Go to baldmove.com slash about and listen to a bunch of podcasts about it <laughs> if you want. Um, and I was like all geared up, but I don't feel like any of my cult experience is going to be useful here. <laughs> no. This is much more like a Manson family cult, if it's anything. Right. The um the lead up to this year's premiere was a lot quieter. The hype was quieter this year. Yeah. I mean, they still made twenty different sort of promo teasers, like they do for every season. But and I mean, one of last those... year they really got people into it with the Roanoke thing. I wonder, right. I wonder right. if he if. Ryan Murphy thought that was a failure, so he didn't do it again for this season. I don't know. I'm glad that, uh, you know, I didn't like that format, and I really didn't like that we got robbed out of a season worth of uh, American Horror Story credit sequence, which came roaring back uh, this year. You got Um, your credits. Huh? You got your credits. I got my credits. One of those trailers, um, because they've all been kind of creepy and weird, but the one where the woman rubs her head over a brain that's actually a honeycomb that has bees crawling out of it, got like a physical like uh, reaction out of me. So that's cool. Um, Now, the other thing is interesting is I remember when we first found out that this is coming back in early September, we're like, wow, that's crazy. It usually comes out in October, like, you know, for Halloween, et cetera. Right, and we're like, oh. have the awkward split between Christmas. And it's like, oh, maybe they're trying to avoid that, or maybe Murphy's got something else. I I now think that the only reason clowns are in this show is to have an, a sick commercial tie-in with It the Movie and, to a lesser extent, uh, Bubbles the Clown. Baskets. Baskets. See, I don't even get That's how, how that shitty advertising didn't even work on me. I don't know. I guess I guess what you're saying is that Ryan Murphy took a basket of, you know, topical issues and threw it against the wall and see what stuck. And then, then, then uh, he hoarded himself out these, to Stephen King uh, to pay for it. Trump, the election, <laughs> uh, uh, clowns. Yeah, what's that yeah, thing? Yeah, we can on, make all that work. What's that fake uh, internet phobia that everyone goes, tripophobia, where they all freak out about the holes? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that Ryan Murphy probably has a lot to say about the election. I think then he these I don't know where these these bees are going to come in. I don't know where the cult is going to come in. And then I feel like someone backed up a entire dump truck full of money and dumped on his driveway. And then he's decided, you know what, Twisty was a crowd uh, a crowd pleaser. Let's let's throw him in there yeah. and do the tie in with it. I, here's the thing. I thought Twisty was good. I don't know. Is Twisty scary? Because I think Twisty's more awesome in the vein of like a Freddy or a Jason. Well, let's get there in just a second. Okay. First, I want to say that I know a lot of things based on just like what Ryan Murphy has said and uh-huh. what, you know, the cast themselves have said in interviews and yeah. things like that. So at the end, 
So in case anyone's oh, adverse to the, light spoilers, can we talk about some of that stuff? Do, you're going to do some uh, Ryan Murphy in the press, which Ryan Murphy, if you don't know, is his own worst <laughs> notorious leaker. <laughs> if I don't, I don't know much. What I do know is that Ryan Murphy loves spoiling his own shit. Ryan Murphy staggered out of the premiere last night <laughs> and had a bullhorn and said, would anyone like to know what happens in the next four episodes? Cause... Right. Well, even worse this morning, Ryan Murphy, Game of Thrones style, posted a plot by plot, Did point by it? point. <laughs> Uh, detailed outline of what's going to happen this season. And then tried to blame... Included, like, some stills he got from Snapchat. Then he tried to blame <laughs> FX Spain, and right. FX Spain wasn't having it. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm cool with that. I'm always cool with that. Okay. Uh, a lot of other people are going to want it, because, you know, this is something I'm, I'm hounded on. Uh, did I watch season one and two? No, I didn't. Still haven't seen the uh, the alleged best episodes of uh, American Horror Story. And I'm not saying we'll get alleged- to it eventually. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. I just I decided to catch up on all of Twin Peaks uh, instead. So can't hate me for that, <laughs> uh, or maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, what else do we want to say before I, I I will say that I guess we should talk about our genuine, our general, and hopefully genuine, <laughs> hopefully genuine <laughs> opinions of this particular episode. Um, I thought it was good. I feel like Ryan Murphy is uh, well, Ryan poking Murphy's fun of himself and the uber liberal types is pretty, uh, the is liberal pretty of liberals. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think um, that, but I, you know, I think, you that know, you said that none of the, our heroes so far are heroes so much as characters we sort of cringe at, but we'll right. get into it. Well, and I, yeah, I don't know what he's doing with that. I don't know whether the, he's trying to go for a pox on all houses or everything's equally bad because you can, because it, it's interesting. He seems like he's, he seems like he is going for the worst liberal stereotypes. But then the conservative on the show, and there's only been one, well, no, I'm sorry, Chaz Bono. Uh, Bono also played a one-armed conservative who seemed like an all-right guy, honestly. Right. Uh, y- y- you know, um, everyone's a caricature. Y- like, Kai, like Kai, the this the, the the Trump supporter is like essentially Heath Ledger's the Joker. Right. Like that speech he rolls in and gives in the community center is like a late Act Three Nolan era Joker speech. Right. So like. I have a hard time complaining about just how over the top and crazy the liberal uh, uh, portrayals are when the conservative voice is uh, a literal insane like supervillain. Well, what were your thoughts on the episode? Um, I I I battled the first thirty minutes being disappointed that this wasn't going to be like any kind of recognizable cult. Like, there's no you know there's no no snake handling. There's no blood transfusion denying. There's no uh no crazy and 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 I settled in and I like some of this stuff was just I, I feel like that that um maybe Murphy kept like this notepad throughout the election process and every time he heard a crazy story from one of his liberal friends he wrote it in his diary yeah. and it's like I'm going to have I'm going to have Sarah Paula Sarah Paulson be all these crazy things <laughs> because I'll be damned if he didn't check out check off every single box there right. was like every faction of liberal reaction to Trump's election, the petty infighting, the blaming for the Bill, the, the Jill Stein, the blaming for the Bernie bro, the blaming for Hillary. B- like everything came out to play. And then it got amped up to like 11. Like when, like when, when she was in the therapist office talking, I thought there was some particularly hilarious stuff going on, but I, I, I don't, I, I wonder what his thesis is going to be because he is playing with uh, fire. We are in a very divided time 
uh, and you know we're looking for reasons to be hateful to each other, and I wonder if he's going to have something to say that elevates because you know that's the thing like I've I you I have avoided talking about politics for like seven eight months mostly successfully on Bald Move podcasts because. I keep coming back to like, well, what am I going to say that's going to do that's going to that's going to do anything? Mm-hmm. Like, unless I can come up with a way that's going to be like kind of interesting or persuasive or you know appeal to not just preach to the choir, then why am I saying anything? And then I see Ryan Murphy essentially dive naked and on fire into this pool of gasoline, right? And not even like you know, not. I, mean, I don't think it was that. I don't think it's as polarizing as you think it is. Oh, I mean, I don't. I, I, I we haven't seen what he's what he's trying to say about the season yet. Right, you just accused him of diving <laughs> into a pool. I'm of saying fire that's what it feels like. I'm watching when oh. I like. I, I, there doesn't seem like there's much circumspect or like the you, what. Okay, the only reason I guess it wouldn't be more polarizing is because I don't know a single conservative who would watch American Horror Story. I mean, I, I right. know they exist because I think I've said that a year before, and I get a couple of sheepish like hands in the back being like, but like the message from AHS is so relentlessly uber liberal. Um, as far as you know, everything. I mean, that's the thing about satire. I think it. I think it appeals to both sides. It mm. appeals to the person being made fun of and the people that you're covertly making fun of. Did I say that right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's wasn't that. I don't know if you made it through all of season one of revisionist history, but that was one of Malcolm Gladwell did a piece on satire, and that was kind of his point that. Everyone thinks it's like this really, you know, like speaking truth to power. But in reality, it makes liber it makes it makes one side laugh at their misfortune, and you know, kind of in a Dilbert way, encourages like, hey, it's okay, it's not that bad. And the side that is supposed to be skewering kind of enjoys the caricature of themselves. Do you think that when Ryan Murphy wrote and shot this, he would think that at this point in time, when it's being aired, that that would all have blown over? That it well, wouldn't have continued to escalate. I think that, you wrote this three weeks just ago a and really shot. Funny joke for us to remember what it used to be like. <laughs> no, no almost way. a year ago. No way. I think. I've, I mean, cause, I'm, yeah. Because that's the other thing AHS usually does is like I think they're still writing and shooting. Like they have every other season I've covered this. So I I feel like that. And I was making a joke, but like I doubt that Murphy wrote this more than two months ago. Wrote and shot this more than two months ago. That's what I would think. Okay. Is that true? Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, did you have any insight? Is, is that one of the things you shot in from the megaphones? <laughs> I actually had this. I, I pinned this in a fever dream on November 9th. And it's a it's a message in a bottle I sent I sent to the future. Uh, should we start talking about the episode in detail? I think we should. Okay. It well, would be best. Uh, of course, uh, this is for 701 election night, which I probably have neglected to mention. I'm a little rusty at uh, leading a podcast like this. Election 2016 real life footage of dueling Hillary and Trump throughout the campaign uh, and rallies and then the night of the election. And the subtitle says it's November 8th in 2016. And Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters are having very different nights. Um, Evan Peters Kai character is delighted that uh, Trump has won and says, fuck you world and humps the TV screaming USA uh, Sarah Paulson as Allie is sobbing in a ball and calling for who, her woobie. And her lover, Ivy, is telling her to do, try her cookie breathing, which I found out is how you explain to a child how to, like, you know, do calm, centered, zen breathing. What does it mean? Like, you, like imagine you have a warm <laughs> cookie 
in your hands and it smells so good you want to smell like a deep several seconds through your nose but it, it's too hot you can't eat it so you gotta blow on it to cool it down and you wow. keep doing that until that cookie gets warm enough for you to, or, or cool enough for you to eat and that's what you tell a child to like breathe through a panic attack and that's she's choosing to say to a 40 40 some year old woman <laughs> it's it's like who I, is I, acting petulant it, like a child it's five minutes in and i already can't fucking they've got stand me up to woman. here i'm a race yeah, car in the red i am uh, and the the patriarch of the home is screaming about Jill Stein stealing the election and yelling at his wife for being on Etsy all day instead of voting, which I thought is funny. Wait, because we later not, find out that he's a city councilman. They're in Allie and Ivy's house. Oh, I thought they were over at the neighbor's house. No, well, it's still the neighbors. Yeah, well, you call him the patriarch of the house, so I just oh. I, I just couldn't let that slide. Okay, really? Because I thought <laughs> he said, "Tell your fr- are these friends on our couch." That they're not going to be able to be married anymore because you elected you. You're too busy on it. I, I anyway. I got it wrong. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I just think it's bizarre they would bring their nanny and their son over. Oh well, but you know, do they really want to be busy with Oz the whole time? That they they kind of feel like could they leave him at home across the street? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, meanwhile, Kai is fucking covering himself in blended Cheetos. Doing bad Trump impersonations and then showing up to, Gross. I think, is his sister's yes, bedroom? Yes, I assume it's his sister. Uh, played by Billy Lord, where we find out that she volunteered for Hillary's campaign, left Vassar, notorious liberal arts college, Vassar, mm-hmm. every conservative's punching bag and joke. Uh, that and, and she's disillusioned because she might not be able to get an abortion. And the friend's like, oh, don't resort to self-harm and... It's again all all these just create like literally I mean, everyone in the show is either a snowflake or a murderous psycho clown. Or to be fair, yes, CNN did not give her a trigger warning. She did 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 not get a trigger warning. No, What's your read on this not. character? Just based on this scene, it made me reevaluate how I see her towards the end. She seems wildly implausible as a character to yes. be this this died in the wool radical liberal and then does a pinky promise trust exercise with a crazy person and then becomes his acolyte right i seems like seems like seems pretty dumb yeah but explaining to do murphy but, but but we'll see uh and she tells her brother that i'm so scared and he says everyone is which is going to be a big theme this season it seems like uh two things about the credit sequence glad yeah. it's back and not super happy about the prominent placement of what seems to be a murdered family pet doggy. <laughs> I missed it. A good boy who <laughs> is being killed by some gas mask wearing clown. Uh, I, I, I'm not looking forward to pets in jeopardy, man. Yeah. I don't think any of the ball, like that's the one thing to Breen's got all bald movers in unity. If a dire wolf gets killed or a puppy gets killed, it's it's a bad scene around here. Just bald movers. I I mean I just to the extent that we are a slice of uh, just civilization. The bald movement. Just no. I I think it's it's universal. <laughs> but like I'm saying that we are. What what am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody like, likes to see bu- puppies get killed. No, no. And you don't have to email me if you're the one person who likes seeing puppies killed. Like I could, I just could keep that to yourself. You just enjoy that privately. I could get. I, I'm hoping to get through this week without being triggered that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know that that you walk among us. Anyway, uh, we come back from the credit sequence and we have a, tris- a twisty redux. This is the 
millennial version of the last time we saw uh twisty butcher like a 50s era couple yeah you know very daunt very very mad men style but they still In, got the uh, freak show yeah, yeah, and freak show, and this has got the same uh, picnic cloth, but now and and the and but now we got the girl. She's all tatted up, and mm. the guy's all super cool, and uh, you know, kind of is he kind of hipster? Is he more? Like, I want to say he's more of like a greaser style, like he's straight fifties, and she's just modern for some reason, modern uh-huh. pinup. Anyway, uh, long story short, Twisty ain't having it. Uh, he cannot be ki- killed by a handgun because this guy empties like half a clip into him and nothing. Uh, Twisty beats him to death and then stabs him to death with the shears for his trouble. Uh, a woman retreats to, to Twisty's old abandoned but still intact uh, school bus where she dials 911 on speakerphone. Uh, and, you know, uh, Twisty's smart enough to not, not fall for that. He <laughs> drags her out of the rear exit and stabs her to death. Cuts off her tongue. Cuts off her tongue. And you know it's her tongue because it's got the uh, hot pink tongue piercing on it. Uh-huh. And then he tells the nine eleven operator, "Wrong number." <laughs> and I say that I'm not making fun of his disability. He just he's, he's he just doesn't have a lower. He jaw. doesn't have a lower jaw, and that's what it sounds like. Uh, and yeah, there you go. And now here's here's what I want to talk. Is Twisty really scary, or is he just kind of cool? And and, I think and Twisty's scary. He's, I don't know if he's scary. I think what makes him scary is that he's wearing someone else's scalp and is missing half of his jaw and it's just covered in blood. And and also, like, I don't understand why he's still killing people. Like, I felt like his arc at the end of... This is a comic book come to life. Oh, so this isn't really Twisty. This isn't really think? happening. This is just a comic book story that that kid was reading. But but Twist... Oh. So you don't think we've actually seen Twisty yet? No. Is Twisty going to be a part of this series? Maybe. Maybe he'll be sort of idolatry for... Kai's cult, or maybe he'll come, maybe he'll going. punish Kai and his cult for uh, maybe staining the good name of clowns. Everything. <laughs> I just don't think. I think he's just a myth in this universe. Okay, a story. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, turns out Ali's son Oz is staying up late reading this graphic comic novel, uh, and she confronts him about it and finds out there's a clown on the cover and instantly loses her complete shit like <laughs> like 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 there's a clown shaped flashbang that was thrown in the room literally you can hear the yeah. and she's just shrieking hysterically for, and i i i can't i can't take this person i no. don't I, ivy is a goddamn saint for putting up with even a month of this yeah yeah it's a, it's a lot um anyway and for someone who just steadfastly refuses to accept help yeah that's the problem because like i don't blame people for having you know mental or emotional disorders um and you know like it's very hard to get help and it's a lot of hard work and you know sometimes you have to take medicine but there's a person who seems like they should be open to the idea and they've got a very understanding partner and seems like a decent therapist and they're just refusing to especially if you have like not one or two but like five debilitating phobias and that's it is it's like you can't function in life exactly you crash your car into light poles right uh so anyway kai meanwhile is protesting the increased police protection of a jewish center because they're afraid that it's going to get firebombed by people that are 
hateful assholes. And he steps in and gives, again, one of these Nolan-era Joker speeches about how everyone really loves fear and how he just wants to create chaos and we should give into it and rule these fearful people like pirate kings of old. And Tom, the, the neighbor who was bitching about Jill Stein earlier, said, listen here, young man, uh, I know you're just one of them 4chan guys and get the fuck out of here. You're just a blip on our radar. And then Kai says, nothing's more dangerous in this world than a humiliated man. Really, Kai, nothing? Not a, not a rabid polar bear is not more dangerous than a humiliated man? <laughs> nothing. There is nothing more dangerous. Like, what if the man has no arms or no legs? You know what? I don't think what? Liam Neeson's was a humiliated man, but uh, he's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Dangerous. I would say he's humiliated. He's, he's more fearful. Like that's what you're playing with, Kai. You're playing with you're playing with uh, Liam Neeson from Taken here. <laughs> um, any comments on this scene? Uh, no. Uh, just I guess sets up his state of mind. It more. sets up that the, he looks like he might be trying to do some kind of political run. Or yeah, or I mean, it's called cult, so I assume that he's going to form some sort of or join some sort of cult. Yeah. So that just uh, yeah. Anyway, Allie's at her therapist, uh, losing her shit about everything. His ther- her therapist concludes that she needs medicine because, duh, he can't prescribe her more Barack Obama. Uh, that literally, that's her character's backstory. She was a fucking train wreck. Barack Obama was elected president and healed her mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Right. Long enough for her to catch Ivy. And enthrall her in her web, and eight years later, she's back to losing her shit. Right, like that, which all started after nine eleven. That this, this whole, I don't. I mean, I, I, are, is, do you think he's going with some kind of like slight juxtaposition of like this Kai cult with like Barack Obama being a cult of personality? Because the way Ali describes it, that's what it seems like. But that's not what I got. Oh, what'd you get? Just that she's crazy. I wouldn't call her crazy so much as just unable to handle the world around her Mm. soberly. (laughs) Okay. All right. You want to talk about the coral and the tiny holes? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like I, that's again, Reddit, they love to, I feel like Reddit's favorite thing to do is be, is to discount real people's trauma and post-traumatic stress and then fetishize over their perceived trauma for stupid shit. Like, tassilophobia the fear of underwater things and trifophobia like they're like super fucking serious about they're so scared of it they create entire communities where they share pictures and trigger each other uh, yeah because they're they, so fucking like that's that's what that's what love real fear. that's what being traumatized really is is when you just can't you can't stand it so much you you get on a message board and you deliberately trigger yourself it's it's fucking ridiculous but it's funny that that uh <laughs> that Ryan Murphy's thro- throwing that into the crazy right. alley stew. Right, man. Also, CrossFit, another another known oh. insanity of people. They're throwing <laughs> that into the stew. <laughs> like, yeah, what was the point of that? To specifically call out the exercise that he was doing? Or I, I, no, I think that's there. There's a lot of this is just this is throwing more, in as many buzzwords as we can. This is more grist for the elite liberal media mill. That, that he's grinding and, and turning into this this alley character here. Uh, do we want anything else or do we want to move on? We can move on. 
Uh, so she goes to the local market, and there's a checkout guy there, and she tries to bond with her shared hatred of Trump, and turns out he's a super big MAGA guy and thinks the new tr- the president is A-OK, and he's missing an arm. You think uh, Chaz Bonner's going to come back? I can't imagine him not. Okay. Like, that Run would down be, the scene, and I'll tell you my, my opinion. That would be <laughs> so weird to have him... I can't think of another character like that. The closest I can come was uh, Bill Cosby's uh, uh, son on Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. I forget that character, that, that actor's name. Uh, but him uh, b- being showing up in like one scene in American Horror Story, I think it was Freak Show, and then not showing up until like it just seems- eight episodes later. Like even he got a callback. So Chaz Bono, I think so, shares all about it. Do you see how proud she was in the press of that? No. Yeah, there's a bunch of articles about her, like, you know, tweeting shit. Oh, and interesting. Being a supportive mom. Uh, I just thought that it was awfully specific to give him uh, or <laughs> take away one of his hands if they're not going to do something with that character later. Yeah. I mean, my first thought was he's probably, I wonder if he's a veteran. Because, like, every time, and I, I think it's that's that's stupid because, like, but every single time I see a person with a prosthetic limb, I always, my first thing is I wonder if they're a veteran. Right. When by it's probably, you know, it could be industrial accident, probably diabetes or all kinds of things that can cause you to lose a limb other than warfare. I prefer my veterans to come back with all their limbs. (laughs) Do you? Is that your (laughs) preference? You know what? It's my preference, too. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) life says otherwise sometimes. Um, So, yeah, um, as she recovers from this near run in with a MAGA guy, uh, the creepy clowns start stalking her. And they are fucking each other in a cantaloupe department, and they're chasing her with hoverboards and cleavers and some <laughs> shit. She's wasting perfectly she, good bottles of rosé. She's chucking bottles of rosé at them. I mean, just the rosé and the guacamole on the shelves <laughs> yeah. around them. I mean, it was so carefully planned, and, and, everything and, you see. <laughs> and then she flees the place, and she finally makes it to her car, which of fucking course is a Prius. <laughs> and she calls Ivy, and she's like, oh my god, they're trying to kill me. And I'm... I'm and Ivy was so calm, I wonder how many times she's fielded a phone right. call like this. And then we get jump scared by a creepy clown in her back yeah, seat. Yeah, that was the creepiest. Creep um, of the week. Yep, yep. And uh, they fade to black because we're going to commercial. Okay, so this scene, mm-hmm. do you think it really happened? Yeah. I think yes. I think the cashier is in on it. Hmm. That seems like a popular theory because a lot of people are saying Allie's into it too because – but I don't – I don't know why. I, I guess the thing the, – the key thing is when did Kai sh- take an interest in these two, la- these two lesbian ladies' lives? Because I don't see any evidence that Ivy was part of this deal to be – and why would she work with Kai? Like that's such a fucking I'm not long-term con. Okay, yeah, but a lot I, of people are. I'm not are. saying that at all. So, but um, but I, I feel like this is too early in the episode for because uh, they haven't put in the nanny ad and why in the well, hell? Well, here's the thing: this same group of clowns with the same masks uh-huh. shows up later to kill uh, Councilman Tom Chang and his wife. Right. And I mean, that's the same group that shows up. So I feel like they have a bone to pick with that guy, is and it- that I don't know, maybe Winter gave them an in to the. Yeah, Allie and Ivy. Why would but... they attack? Why would they attack? How would they? How would this per? Like I understand Chang is on his radar because he humiliated him at the at the the community 
service meeting or whatever, the city council meeting, why would Allie be on their radar right now? Like, I don't know. You're I right. Think, and, and I think that's something we'll figure out later, but he didn't just run into them on the street and pour coffee on them on accident. I don't think. Agreed. But again, that's later. Agreed. Uh, again, that is all, that is later. I don't know. I haven't figured. I haven't got it all figured out yet. But those are all good questions. Uh, the police. We come back from commercial to find out. Say that I think Allie is crazy. Uh, I'm in total agreement with that assessment. Ivy looks like she's getting toward the end of her rope and, fr- and extremely frustrated with her partner's rantings and ravings. Uh, they go visit Ivy's restaurant. It's called Butchery on Main. Mm. Butchery, eh? Yes. Restaurant called Butchery. Hmm. Wonder if there's going to be any butchering later on this season. <laughs> you think, Cecily? Perhaps. Just check off butchery. Uh, apparently, they got this deal where Ivy does all the chef work and Allie is the face of... The front of uh, house, and she does the financial management, and looks like she got she does the books where she's re- real far behind on. Uh, and Allie re- or uh, Ivy reminds her that she's been letting her down on her business obligations, including her lady business obligations. <laughs> uh, and she just wants her partner back. And Allie promises to try harder and get back to work because she hasn't been to work since apparently the election was lost. Also, they need a new nanny because her old nanny was either deported or killed by Kai. They haven't, re- they haven't revealed which because she was some kind of Latina. Uh, they also get in a screaming match over Allie's support of Jill Stein. Uh, and then Kai asked them to enjoy a latte. Uh, thoughts? Uh, I don't know. That was a dick move. <laughs> yeah, the thing, like, that felt like an organic, like, he's just hearing these two ladies scream at each other about liberal shit. And he throws a coffee on them because he can. Right. And there's nothing they can do about it. Right. Which makes you want to throw more coffee on people. Yeah, I mean, I, you could, sh- you are, you would be able to get away with it. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it seems like a really sh- uh, shitty move for her to vote for Jill Stein in and a the- battleground state like Michigan. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, this is what so. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying that you can see that she's right. got some serious resentment about right. that in particular. I mean, I've got some resentment. Like Allie's honestly. got all like, the anxiety and phobias, but she's the fact the, the fact that twice in my lifetime I've seen an election swing because liberals fail to understand how the two party system works is is staggering and shocking to me. But again, I've seen it, and it's frustrating. I've seen it. I've seen it twice in my lifetime, and I hope. People either get serious about changing our two-party system or make peace with the idea of voting for the lesser of two perceived evils because I just don't see how we're ever going to get in a situation of every 16 years we fucking forget and decide to this is the year we're just going to originally hold to our principles and pretend like both parties are the same, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I'm on uh, – I'm on, I, I mean I hesitate to be put on team – wait, it's Team Ivy. Yeah, I'm totally on Team Ivy. Yeah. I have no problem with being on Team Ivy. She seems like she's got her shit together. Mm-hmm. So, and if it's another thing I can throw a rock at Allie for, then good good on me. <laughs> Team Ivy all the way. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No. All right. Uh, Allie and Ivy put a nanny ad that's answered by Kai's sister wife, I think, uh, Winter, going by Winnie. And, of course, with her Vassar experience and just a little bit skewed version of the truth, she skates by the nanny interview, giving perfect answers. And this is juxtaposed with Kai doing some kind of weird Scientology pinky audit (laughs) where he makes her confess to her biggest humiliation is a love letter to Paula Abdul circulated around. Me too, Winnie. (laughs) Me too. 
she was forever my girl. Uh-huh. Uh, that her greatest pain and pleasure in life was when she let Scotty Mickles do anal. Uh, I think the way that they cut the scene was really well done. Yeah. I mean, it was certainly interesting and subversive. So that was cool. Also, There Will Be Poop is Paul Thomas Anderson's upcoming movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kai, Kai is the scariest thing in the world, according to Winnie. So they hire her immediately. She starts immediately. Mm-hmm. No background checks, anything. Well, she's from Vassar, and she volunteered for Hillary's campaign. How could she possibly be bad? You're going you're gonna to check any of those references? I mean, people or? don't. This is, this, is, this is conning 101. Right. Uh, you know, if you if you can be, you know, be, be inside and speak to people's fears and flatter their egos, you can pretty much do anything. And it's been proven again and again. Uh, lately, by uh, just most latest by uh, one, one uh, Murphy. <laughs> Zach Murphy is his Zach name. Murphy. Making American Horror Stories his game. Ryan? <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> I just drew a small mental blank and decided to roll with it. Uh, okay. Yeah, like what if Zack Snyder and Ryan Murphy j- fused their DNA into one director? Would that be awesome or the worst? That'd be the worst. It might be awesome. It might be. Anyway, uh, imagine like the Man of Steel, the musical, <laughs> right? No. Right? No. Okay. No. Uh, a truckload of pre-dawn American like... Crime Story Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> um, who watches the OJ's? A truckload of pre-dawn Latinos await work outside a home improvement store in Michigan. Pre-dawn Latinos. That's what they are. Okay. <laughs> Either that or they're late night Latinos, but why would anyone queue up for work that, that, I mean, pre-dawn is sufficient, and I think everyone knows that. Okay. No one's showing up to the Home Depot to pick up a truckload of undocumented people to do whatever at 11 o'clock at night. No, they show up at like 6, 7 in the morning. I don't know. That's where I get my... Contractor's hours. Yeah. Your hired help? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, you know what happens to them? A drunk guy shows up, uh, drunkenly sings La Cucaracha, and then tosses a condom that he freshly filled with piss at them and hurls a bunch of racist invective. And do you know what these guys do? They beat the remaining piss out of him. <laughs> right. And do you know what Kai does or what he did in advance? He set this whole thing up so he can film it and frame him in some kind of racist diatribe, I'm sure. Absolutely. He's going to be the Richard Sp- Spencer victim. Right. Like, who got I, punched on camera. Yep. And he's going to be like, this is awful. And I tried to tell our city councilman, but he's not around to hear anymore because the same fucking violent gang of Latinos probably killed him too. I can I can see it happen happening already. Right. Uh but yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. I hope maybe Home Depot or slash Lowe's or whatever home improvement <sighs> store. Maybe they have video of this whole thing on the on the this parking lot. Uh probably not. I mean they got the cameras. Why wouldn't you film twenty four seven? What I didn't. I they looked like they were in some sort of alley or parking lot. Oh no! It was like they the, the establishing shot showed that they're pulling into some kind of home improvement or lumber yard or whatever. All right, let's move on. Uh, Allie serves or Ivy serves Allie some menu ideas that she's had at night in the store as a concept, kind of in the butchery as a concept, uh, and tries to turn it romantic. Uh, then Allie opens the dish, finds out that there's a bloody crumpet there. Clowns start fucking blood. Oh, this is creepy. Uh, clowns start fucking at the table next to her. All kinds of weird clown, scary shit appears to be all in her head. 
Uh, Allie come, or Ivy comes in and confronts her and asks her if she's been taking her medicine. And Allie says no. And she says she's thinking she's, thinks she's losing her mind because she's not taking her medicine. Uh, meanwhile, while all this is going on, and this is another one of these intercut scenes, uh, Winnie tries to properly fuck up their son, Oz, with a bunch of seditious talk about who's their real mommy. And he decides to show her this crazy-ass drawing of Twisty he's doing. She then escalates by trying to show him some kind of live leak shit where people are getting killed on camera on the internet and explains it's like a vaccine for your brain. Then an ice cream truck of scary clowns unloads across at the neighbor's house. Let's pause right here. (laughs) Okay. It's like I find Oz a bit, you know, annoying because he's got really annoying parents, Uh, but he's a sweet kid. Okay. And he simultaneously doesn't deserve any of this. But also, what's up with the weird graphic clown novel situation? And also, I have a hard time connecting with him because he doesn't act like a child who he acts like a child who's been forced to try broccoli. He does not act like this pure, sheltered child who's being shown the worst depravity that the humans can show on the internet. And that's, that's kind of been a problem with all the, the, the way these children perform on American Horror Story, is they never really act like anything but precocious kids being a bit bummed out by things. I don't know. I think that, I think that kids handle trauma in a variety of different ways. And I think if you're a kid like Oz probably doesn't have the coping mechanisms but is being told by a trusted adult that this is a good thing to do mm-hmm. he just doesn't scared that he doesn't sell me on him being scared of this or I not i don't think he's it. supposed to really you think that the subtext is that he's actually enjoying this or no i don't think that you're he's supposed to be scared by it i just don't think he's supposed to be comfortable and that's what i got from it huh how old do you think he's supposed to be <clears throat> i was getting like an eight or nine vibe from him yeah Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. I still think that's like a universal reaction to kids being shown murder, murder, death is to fuck, freak the fuck. Like, uh, Ollie should be acting like Oz, and Oz should be acting like Allie with these stimulus. stimulus. Maybe right. that's the thing. He's overcompensating Maybe because just, his mom just can't get her shit together. desensitized so he, he because be, he hates watching her. And he has to be the little man. So yeah, He's been reading lots of graphic novels. So All right. You've talked me into it. What's another video when your brain can rationalize it into being, you know, just another comic or not real? It's just or... a bare breast or erect penis. A knife is kind of like an erect penis, Don't right? Get over it. Uh, did you think I got this distinct impression when I was watching this that we were actually watching some kind of twisty style killing because it was, it's very close up and it's someone stabbing someone in the neck, but I thought they looked like shears, and I'm wondering if that wasn't either footage from the uh, uh, freak show season or footage we're going to see later on of of twisty killing somebody or am i overthinking this Uh, i think you're overthinking it i don't think it was twisty because again i don't think he was real i think it was just that comic book vignette that they showed live action right Uh, twisty the clown wasn't ever uh supernatural in the 50s he was a real person who Yeah, yeah He's supernatural. Went, went around and killed people. Now that uh, Two Face McGee took his soul down to freak show hell, you remember that? Like, what was that guy's name? Oh, right, Edward Murdoch. Mur- yeah, there you go, Morlock. Mordred. Mordred. Yeah, Mordred. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a spirit now, but I don't think he's out there Mordrake. really killing people and being video or being uh, videographed doing it. Yeah, yeah. Just sometimes Murphy plays with 
that stuff. Wasn't because it wasn't that. A th- no, no, I, I think wanna... that he's definitely some uh, some sort of guiding force for this this m- clown murder group. Right. Because remember last year in American Horror Story where they were they looked like there's a like a clip of O.J. Simpson chase on the television. Oh, yeah. They're watching in universe. It's like he sometimes likes to do playful stuff like that. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Allie and uh, Ivy are driving home from their disappointing uh, or terrifying encounter at the butchery. And Allie's complaining she doesn't want to take mind-altering drugs. And Ivy throws in her two-rosé-a-day wine habit in her face. And, oh, shit, they get home and cops are everywhere. It's a murder scene. And you'll never guess how Allie handles it. Does she freak the fuck out? coolness and aplomb. No, no, she freaks the fuck out. (laughs) Uh, So they find Oz and Winter, and he says that there were clowns, and they butchered the neighbors, and Winter drug him over to the murder house against his will, and Winter says, nah-uh, and throws this crazy, twisty graphic novel comic book in their face to prove where he's getting these crazy ideas. By the way, the neighbors, if we haven't said, are Tom Chang and his wife, who were the city councilman that we talked about Kai being humiliated by earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police say they think it's a murder-suicide. Nothing. But the, what they didn't say is the weapon was clown. Like, <laughs> 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 I, like, I don't know how... It, and this it feels kind of bullshitty that, like, um, I can't trust what I'm seeing. This is a little bit kind of like Roanoke last year where they did this stuff where... I mean, I think that's the thing is I think that's the point. I think this season, the scariest part isn't clowns or bees or tiny holes or dark spaces. I think it's I think it's fear itself or your anxieties or mm. not knowing what's really real. Do you think which that... Which is terrifying to me, not yeah. knowing your own mind anymore. But there has to be – I feel like at this point there has to be a supernatural element to it to fully explain what we're seeing here. Unless, Here's the thing is that Ryan Murphy said that this season wasn't going to have any supernatural at all. Okay. So the other thing is there's this concept called a filet à deux, like a madness that two people Fly share. Filet à deux. And I wonder if that's supposed to be her and her son how are locked into this weird clown cycle. <laughs> I mean, did he inherit the clown phobia? I mean, I certainly hope that's the case, but uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's way too early to tell. That's my favorite fantasy series, the, the crazy <laughs> clown cycle. Dun, dun. Um, all right. Uh, later that night in bed, Allie hears a spooky noise, tries to wake Ivy, turns over in bed and discovers that she's Still sleeping no with face. a hideous clown. Who hasn't been there? Who Turn over and there? there's a hideous clown where you thought a lover was going to be. <laughs> uh, and that's the episode. That's the episode. That's it. Yep. That's all we got. Yep. Just burn right through there. Um, I would say that the first half of this episode, I felt like it was losing me. But the second half kind of roped me back in. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because some of these things, like I thought that the the supermarket scene in particular was pretty well done, effective horror it it, it, it almost kubrickian mm-hmm. in the way that this the the colors were used the music and the camera angles and right he's definitely going for a theme here uh-huh something very muted there's, there's a little stephen king thrown in there too because like this this uh michigan's is the it feels very deserted and like you know rust belty and coastal many kind of the kind of thing <laughs> you just described a bunch of different places yeah i did is i was trying to just try to say what's why Kubrickian i thought it felt, about it i just, i said kingian about oh. the the scenery 
the 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 cold. Yeah, like, he likes his main imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I yeah. I didn't it took me uh a while to realize is this episode takes place over six months of yeah. time. Maybe. I don't know. Why? I mean the supermarket scene happens with her snow on the ground. Yeah, and the election was in November, so okay, I thought it was so like four mo- weeks. I just felt like it took it would take a while for your nanny to be deported and or murdered. And for it can happen instantly. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And Trump's maybe America. Maybe she's boned out. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. She's like, like fuck I, it, I'm going to Canada. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been pocketing every dime I made from you fuckers. I'm out of here. Yeah, I got more money in my account than you do now. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm I'm a little disappointed that we're not getting a conventional cult story, but I am intrigued to see where they're going to go. It is Me weird too. they're putting the cult front and center. What do you mean? Because, I don't know, it seems like it'd be AHS America or American Horror Story America or AHS Clowns or AHS Civics or something. Like, cult, cult, I'm not, this seems like it's it's much more of a a, a subtext than a, than a main text. Well, we're only one episode in, so you may change your mind about that. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm like, the, they I'm like the one of those annoying it. guys who read the book first, like... You know, this isn't this isn't my cult. Maybe this cults is, like an elaborate. You should read the book version of the cult before you see the the TV version. What if it's like a long con, and by the end of it, we will be brainwashed into the Ryan Murphy cult? Mm, aren't we already like seven seasons in? We're still doing a podcast on it. Like that's cult behavior, is it? Yeah. <laughs> like if he asked you to set up a cart outside of Sam's Club this Saturday, would you? No. If he personally tweeted at you, no. And he got you six thousand followers from Lena Dunham. Definitely not. It's a lot of followers. It's too many followers. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs all that? That would almost double Bald Moose follower count. <laughs> no, it would it would increase it by fifty something. I don't know. How many how many people are following Jim over there now? A bunch. A bunch. He's got a bunch of point four seven Lena Dunham's worth. Would you do it? No. Why would I set course. up a card outside of Sam's Club? <laughs> I'm just Club? asking what something like a cult would do. Bald Move has almost eleven thousand followers. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) What did we prove? It proved my point entirely. Okay, we're about to do feedback. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can always do so at ahs at baldmove.com. You can also go on our forums, forums forums.baldmove.com, to discuss things with your fellow fans. Let's open up the old mailbag and see what people said. What do you think, Cecily? Let's dust it off. Garnett G said, Love the episode. My wife is calling Ivy being an ally of the Kai Clown Clan. Or at the bare minimum, a Trump apologist. I love the Kai Clown clan. Yeah. It's, what is it's Ryan, pretty on the nose. What is Ryan Murphy going to do the next time there's a big neo-Nazi meeting and there's someone cosplaying as Kai Anderson at the rally? Would what, what do you think he would feel if that happened? What if Ryan Murphy created like an accidental beacon huh. of, of... Bullshit or hope? Of hope for like alt right neo Nazis. That's what I'm saying. Like they, I would, I would not surprise if I go there tomorrow on to some of their haunts on, you know, 4chan and Reddit, and they're just fucking loving this. That's what I'm saying. That's because these these are fucking truth bombs, man. They're know, dropping on I'm, society, that's, right? That's the danger of satire. It's it's nor you can normalize shit that you don't really want to normalize. Go on. Anyway, that's just, that's I was agreeing with you. Oh, I meant go on with the email. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Nathan E says, I can already tell I'm going to enjoy hate watching this season. I feel like Sarah Paulson has already screamed more than Evan Peters did in Coven. That's not the real test. No one has screamed more in the history of the universe than Evan Peters screamed during Freak Show. That's a yes. fact. He just, for no even real dramatic reason, I think he was paid by the shout and he found a loophole that he could exploit there. Right. In this episode, he's trying out some some under the breath stuff. Yeah. He's really throwing some curves. He's, curve he's balls really our way. doing interesting things with mediums such as <laughs> Cheeto. Such as <laughs> eyeliner. Volume. Piss. Like he's really doing yeah. Yeah. He's doing interesting Bad things. Bad hair dye. Mm-hmm. All those things. Uh and that was like 90% of his dialogue that season. Her wife is already tired of her bullshit. If you're hate watching a show like me, Ivy's probably your hero. Indeed. I was surprised Allie ended up being a Jill Stein voter, considering her outrage on election night and Rachel Maddow name drop. I was expecting her to be true blue for Hillary. Well, that's the thing all liberals are hypocrites to. True. Every one of them. No Everyone. exceptions. Certainly not me. Uh, while I'm glad that I'm main- more so than Jill Stein. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad that our yeah, well, I'm glad that our main character has some political nuance. The third party shaming in this episode felt like a big wink from the showrunners. I was kind of glad Evan Peters spilled coffee on them to end the scene. Uh, what? Oh, geez. See, I'm a third party shamer, man. That's the thing. Like, uh, our liberals are a fractious lot that just just cannot gel and come together <laughs> over anything. Nathan, sorry, sorry, I'm part of the problem. Nope. Um, what's going on, Billy Lord? Do you know what's going on, Billy Lord? Billy Lord's... Uh, did you tell me that her mom was Princess Leia? No, I told you her mom is Carrie Fisher. Okay. Who is Princess Leia? Who was Princess Leia? Who played Princess Leia in a movie, yes. <laughs> well, she'll always be Princess Leia to me. <laughs> so I, I'm so not what seen, is going on with Billy Lord? I don't Lord. know, Billy Lord. Uh, she, I've heard, missing her mom and grandma. I've heard that she was... Well, you know, Ryan Murphy shot this on November 11th, so not, not, that's yet to pass. He's, this, this, her performance is unblemished by the passage of those people. Okay, uh, are you making fun of me? I'm. Am I, I don't. I honestly don't. Can't tell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote the series in like April. They Carrie Fisher. No, American Horror and Story. I did, some, I did some fact checking in the background. That's okay, when they wrote it. Okay. So what is going on at Billy Lord? In the beginning of the show, she wanted a trigger warning for election results. But after a pinky promise conversation, she jumps into being mischievous babysitter who shows children videos of murder on the deep web. Are we supposed to believe she's so scared of Kai that she's doing whatever he says? I don't know. It seems like bullshit. But that, but you know what? I don't know. You, you gotta gotta watch the rest. That's the thing I, about Murphy. You gotta re- watch the rest of the season before it's inevitably proven to be bullshit. I think. On but the- you can't. You can't say that in the first episode. I think on the other end of the spectrum is that she lost, so she's got that the sort of hopeless thing going, and so she's going to give in to the chaos. Mm. You know, she already dropped out of Vassar, so... She's like a Bernie bro. Why not ruin a family's life? Uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I took a year off school to ruin people's lives. How'd it work out for you? I never went back to school, and I keep <laughs> ruining lives. <laughs> you turned pro. Uh, finally, is it fair to say some of the clowns are real and some aren't? More than one person has seen the grocery store clowns, but I feel like the clown beating off in the restaurant was like an illusion. More than one person has seen the grocery store clowns. What the hell does that mean? And is more than one person just her potentially also psychotic son? Because no one saw the the department store store clowns. clowns. Now, he might be saying the grocery store clowns as... You know, as the, the group, as that the group that's, that's, that's ring led by the three 
three-faced clown. Right. I mean, if you open up the pages of that comic book later, are there those exact faces going to be there and just manifesting in this shared psychosis of the... Do you think we'll get a twisty story of the week, or is that like a, just a one-and-done kind of thing? I don't know. I think he'll show up later. All right. Like I said, I think he's going to become like a symbol for this group. Okay. This is not informed. This is all my speculation. Hmm. And if it's... It's just weird how they're trying to make this connection to Jupiter, Florida from Michigan. If it's an easy Michigan. connection that everyone else is making, then I'm not taking credit as doing it first. Okay. All right. Um, What's the connection between Jupiter and Michigan? There is none. Twisted the Clown was from Jupiter, Florida. This is like 60 years ago. I'm I know. I'm just saying that I think a real story turned into a legend. Yes, yes. But I'm saying like the the how... I guess what I'm I guess what I'm asking is how in the world do people from Michigan know about that? But you're saying that it's because it's been canonized in some kind of graphic novel series. Right. All right. We'll see. It's like DuckTales, only with a murderous clown. Is it? Jared C. from Kansas. Here we are again, a new season of AHS. I won't lie, Murphy got me on the hype train again. Those promos got me pretty excited. And Choo-choo! But only to be disappointed yet again. Wasn't all bad though, and I still think there's some promise there. But I've been fooled before. Cough, hotel, cough. I like the ideas of using clowns this season with the recent clown hype and it coming out. You know what? Here we everyone are. talks a lot about shit about hotel, but 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 hotel had peak Angela Bassett and peak Russell Edgington. This is true. You think we're gonna get Russell Edgington this season? I hope so. We better. Uh, because he's like one of my favorite things about the show. Yeah. He's my favorite thing it. about True Detective, or not True, True, and True Detective, season three. So, so, you know, he's in a lot of season one. Russell Edgington reprises roles of Vampire King of Louisiana for True Detective season three. He's the big bad. No. Move over Cthulhu, Vampire <laughs> King of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Were those the two options? <laughs> yep. And he's going to, in the first episode, Rick rip Nick Pizzolatto in half on camera. <laughs> Um. Okay, let's move on. Uh, he's coughing about hotel. Uh, get some robotussin for that. I think the I, I like the ideas of using clowns this season. The recent clown hype and it coming out. I wouldn't say I have a fear of clowns per se, but using the right way can be kind of freaky. I have a fear of ambiguous French sayings or Latin sayings. Is per se French or Latin? Per se, they're is all romance French. languages. Yeah. So they're all they all got Latin somewhere. If you go dig deep enough. <laughs> um. There was some <laughs> suspenseful moments in this episode, and kind of like using the election as a backdrop for the season. I don't know about everyone else, but I found Sarah Paulson's character, Fear of Clowns, more annoying, annoying, and kind of laughable at times, not scary or suspenseful. I I read this article about all the all the things that should be normal that creep us out, like clowns. It should be normal, but they have you know their features are just slightly off. It's the uncanny valley kind of thing. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. And a juxtaposition that's supposed to make people happy. So if you find them unsettling at all, it's probably extra unsettling. Right. You know, it'd be like uh, a culture that found spiders cuddly. You could see everybody like cuddling up with stuffed animal spiders. And I'd still be like, no. Mm, In fact, it would me. be even more disturbing. Right. Uh, but I he, I guess my big problem, the, the question I have is how are you going to generate any kind of suspense or drama when these, this is the exhaustive list of people I don't want to see die. Oz, kinda, <laughs> and Ivy, because there's a real possibility she might 
literally slap Allie. And I would like to see that. Ooh, you're right. So those are the only two people I don't... Is slapped in Roanoke? Probably. By Adina Porter? Why do I feel like that happened? It should have happened if it didn't. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just saying, like, those are the only two characters that I kind of sort of don't want to see die. And, like, most times you go into American Horror Story season, I don't know, it's been true. Like, I feel like Mar- Murphy's really pushing a bar about making unsympathetic characters that he then later tries to have a last ditch towards sympathy, sympathy, but he forgot all the heinous shit they did before. So even normally likable people like Angela Bassett's character last year, terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. She's a terrible character. It's kind of irredeemable. Right. Uh, and then later on, he wants me to put her in suspense and make me feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah, but she's kind of a terrible person. Right. I'm not putting any money on anyone. It's one episode in. All right. Uh, let's see. Nathan P says, I've never been this hyped before for a season of American Horror Story ever. I think Ryan Murphy has a genius for sh- choosing this theme because it's bound to get more people talking about the show. And how. I, I am interested in seeing what the rea- how the internet reacts to this show. Like, what do they say on Gamergazi? What do they say on the political sites? What are they saying on the crazy 4chan shits about, like, the deep... Like, like it is, it is about everybody... Will that translate into everyone talking about it, or will people kind of collectively roll their eyes and keep on with their life? What do you think? Um, I don't know if he's capable of making that kind of statement. Do you? Well, you know, that's my, I, I said he. I felt like he was diving in nude on fire into a pool of gasoline. That's true. So <laughs> okay, th- so I guess my answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my theory is that Ivy's actually part of the cult. I'm not buying that she, what she's selling to Sarah Paulson's character at the moment, and it seems too coincidental. She happens to be always absent when the clown cult attacks. I don't. I just. I don't get. I the, think I, everyone is absent when yeah. the clown cult attacks because it's in her mind. But yeah, I don't. There's that's the second person that's uh, alluding that to Ivy being in on this thing, and I just don't know. Like, when do you think she started to be in on it? Because she's been. With Sarah Paulson's character for many, many years at this point. Right. Uh, so, like, however old Oz is, that's how long they've been together. Minimum, right? I don't know. Because I, I, they, they... Could have adopted him. But it kind of implies... I mean, they, they, if they adopted him, they adopted him as a baby because he doesn't remember it. Right. Um, so... She's throwing out options. <laughs> I'm just showing that, like, they've been together for enough years that, like, I don't think that she's been this deep cover agent. Now... I, I could almost see if, like, Kai has got this weird Yellow Pages business where he's advertising desensitization or something that she's got, she's trying to go along with. But that seems... That's the thing. Seems is that uncharacteristically cruel for such an ultra-liberal character. We can't confirm or even really speculate on any of that right now because I just... I think it's also very much in Ryan Murphy's character to give us flashbacks later or fill us in on the backstory after we've already gotten to the good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't start a story where a story starts. True. True. I mean, maybe twisty is around and we'll figure out how he's Kai's uncle or something. I don't know. Does that math work out? His grandpa. Uh, yeah. Or we'll figure out that Ivy and Kai were working together and that's how they started to target Allie or, Whatever, however it's going to work out, I think there's a How lot, a are lot the we're dandies related? That's what I want to know. There we go. It's is a story we all want. Evan Peterson is Evan, <laughs> is, is Evan Peterson is Evan Peterson is Evan Peters' son. There, stuck to land. 
related to <laughs> the dandy in any particular? No, I don't know. I can't. I can't stick Evan to Peters has a son. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one that said that you know Murphy doesn't start beginning the story. All right. I'm just assuming that he will at some point. Uh, it's great that the true villain of the season is fear itself. I'll be interested to hear on what you to oh. think about how Murphy presents it all. People have accused Murphy of playing sides, but I feel like it's the extremes of both worlds, at least at the moment. Personally, as a Brit, I'm going to enjoy the hell of the season, although I can understand why Americans might be more personally offended. I, I'm not offended. No. Um, and I don't, like I said, like if if you can accuse Murphy of playing sides, it's by playing both sides and essentially saying, oh my, aren't both sides ridiculous uh, in equally crazy offsetting ways. Which I don't think he is, because at worst he's playing all the liberals as extremely narcissistic and fucking annoying and too fragile to function in any kind of modern society. But on the other hand, the only conservative guy is a legit psychopath. So does that really play in both sides? I don't – it feels like, like, you know, making fun of one side and being genuinely afraid of the other. So I don't know. Right. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if that's that's fair too. I don't think every Republican is a is a is a murderous clown psychopath. I've not seen face paint on hardly no. Uh you know what I mean? Like I it's right. it's so that's 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 pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh we also have a take on the forums. Michelle says, I thought this was a really great episode. It scared the crap out of me. I can't handle clowns. So I was feeling it. <laughs> uh right along with Sarah Paulson, who by the way, can we just give the Emmy to now? I I no. 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 The Emmy screaming is an acting. I don't know what award so show I you're guess referring that means to. She'll get an Emmy. The Emmys was declared international outlaws and criminal state by the UN after they refused to acknowledge anything on the leftovers this season. Or so, John Hamm for as long as they ignored him. John Hamm got something. Yeah, he got a pity trophy at the end. He got a pity in trophy. Is yes. that even true? I don't know if it is true. Yeah, he won in his last season of Mad Men. You're right. He did get a he get the, he he did get the pity. Pity, uh, but it wasn't for Mad Men. It was for a performance in Saturday Night Live selling John and John Ham's John Ham. <laughs> That's that just added <laughs> That's the that ultimate just, twist. That of the just night. added, and it was for comedy. It was that was the ultimate insult <laughs> Not for dramatic acting. <laughs> and yes. when he accepted it, the the entire uh, Emmy Academy spat on Matthew Weiner. Yeah, just 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 spat on the whole time he threw the acceptance speech. Uh, so. If you would like to send us feedback, we are open for business. AHS <laughs> at baldmove.com. We will be back for the second episode. Yep. I'm uh, so happy to be here. This is the most fun that we have. Let's just promise not that because I'm I <laughs> can't promise you a goddamn thing. I, I'm going I'm just saying and my attitude in this, I'm not taking it too seriously. I'm kind of like I'm 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 on a hair trigger to say fuck you to everybody. Like Hillary killing, go fuck herself. Bernie can go fuck himself. Trump can go fuck himself. Anybody wants to tell me to go fuck himself, fine to come. It's like, this this, this is a free, everyone can tell each other to go fuck yourself and we'll just get through it. Or we can just talk about it together and have fun. (laughs) I I think telling people to to go fuck themselves. GFY is super fun. Don't you think it's fun? No. Well, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I don't know if you're going to enjoy this, this season of American Horror Story. Because it's, it's got a bunch of GFYs all over it. Says it? Yeah. We'll see. Or GF. Maybe it's ground fault indicators. Maybe that's what I... I get confused sometimes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, AHS at baldmove.com. We'll be back next week. 
for an, a, another train wreck podcast for a train wreck TV show. Until yeah. then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.